0: Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Poe, and myself continue our discussion on the Sixth Commandment.
1: Well, since we haven't heard from any of our listeners of how to do an intro, I'm just gonna say, hi guys. Hi, Brett. Hi,
0: <laughs> I, have a, I have an idea. Okay. I, have, I have a <laughs> brand new, uh, at home, uh, in the box, unwrapped Lutheran Study Bible, Ooh. if they can find one episode where Jason doesn't talk about vocation. If wow. you can come up with one episode where Jason doesn't bring up vocation, you will have that for free. So if I say Christian life for the entire episode instead of that
1: other word? then (laughs) That other word, yeah. Well, Well, if you want
0: to give it away, that's fine with me. Does it count if
1: if Brian or I say vocation? Because I'm corrupting you? Because I I know last episode I said vocation. You said you beat me to it. Right.
0: And I even tried my best, like, Barry White, vocation. Yeah, (laughs) vocation.
1: Oh, good. Well, we are talking today, continuing to talk about the Sixth Commandment. And last episode we did our kind of teaching episode that we are getting into the habit of doing with each of these commandments and uh, you at home this is where there are two words to start with a p i'm giving you a quiz they are good you said promote and, and- Prohibit
0: <laughs> all of them here just crickets. I, yeah, right. This felt
1: I th- like a Disney Junior episode. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's uh, right. Um, is that Dora the Explorer? All Where of them do, yeah, all of the right, shows yeah. do it now.
0: That's right. <laughs> well, Swiper,
1: no clap, swiping. Clap your heads. No. <laughs> Anyhow, maybe that was for the benefit of my son, Gideon. Yeah, there you go. Hi, Gideon. Yeah, hi, Gidster. Who's
0: one of our only faithful listeners. Yes. Uh, Maybe not. I don't know. No.
1: But anyhow, yeah, we are talking about uh, prohibiting in terms of the sixth commandment. And Jason, would you summarize what we're going to be talking about here? Yeah, so we're looking at the commandment prohibiting lust
2: and adultery are uh, the chief things being condemned in the Sixth Commandment. Yep. And, and kind of the default place to go, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't do this, is David and Bathsheba. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is we're not gonna do our study on 2 Samuel 11, which is David and Bathsheba. Right. We want to focus on God's interaction with David through the prophet Nathan in 2 Samuel 12, 1 through 15. Mm-hmm. And so I'm gonna summarize really briefly uh, chapter 11 to, to kind of put our in our minds the The story, story, and mm -hmm. and then you're going to read 12, 1 through 15. And then that's where the discussion is going to pick up. And so David and Bathsheba, David is now established as king over Israel. And and, and as we were discussing before the episode, the the, the particularly damning thing that sets up the entire chapter uh, is uh, verse 1 of chapter 11 says, in the spring of the year, the time when kings go out to battle, we find that David is not going out to battle. For whatever reason, he's decided to stay at home. Uh, He's Kind of uh, play Minecraft. He's playing Minecraft. He's you know
0: idle hands, lounging. <laughs> what's
2: the what's the the term for uh, like if you're in a store and not doing anything that's prohibited? Sometimes oh, it starts with an man. L. I forget what that lollygagging, not lollygagging. Lethargy. No, uh, it'll it'll come it's to like me in the middle of like uh, great words. Uh, but anyway, he's, Leviathan. He, you know, he's just relaxing at the palace, and he's looking over Jerusalem. Lounging? Uh, no, that's yeah. not it either. It's, it's, could, uh, it's, a, it's an actual legal definition. It starts with an L. Legal uh, definition. We'll get there. Okay. It, it'll pop in my head. Um, but anyway, uh, as he's lounging on the roof of his palace, he sees this woman bathing on the roof of her house, mm-hmm. and uh, he immediately lusts uh, in his heart, Mm -hmm. He calls for her, she comes to him, uh, they commit adultery, uh, and it happens that she's still married. She's married to Uriah the Hittite, one of David's mighty men, and she's conceived. Mm -hmm. And so David uh, concocts this plan, he calls Uriah back uh, from battle, and he tries to get Uriah drunk Mm -hmm. so that he'll sleep with his wife and hide the pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that doesn't work because Uriah is a man of integrity, Uh, The Hittite in this situation is the man of integrity, not the Jew. Uh, And uh, since David can't get Uriah to sleep with his wife, he sends him to the front lines and commands Joab, his commander, to pull the rest of the army back. And so Uriah is fighting at the front lines on his own, and he's ultimately killed in battle. Mm -hmm. And then when the proper time for mourning has come, Uh, David takes Bathsheba as his wife, Mm -hmm. and problem solved, right? Right. He's the king, life is good, and this is where we get into 2 Samuel 12.
0: Mm -hmm. And who says there's no drama or good drama in the Bible? That's right. This is like a soap opera political show right here. Yeah,
1: and usually when I'm talking about the Ten Commandments with either confirmation students or other people in my church, I usually use this story as asking them how many different commandments did he break in oh the course goodness. of this story.
2: <laughs> Ten yeah. commandments in the news. Ten commandments in the news, <laughs> uh, right.
1: Yeah. And it's fun to see how many the students list. Yeah, there, well, I mean, if we go down what we've done, you know,
2: first commandment's broken in every sin, so mm-hmm. that's the default. Yep. I think that's one that people miss
1: most often. Yeah. But,
2: so did know. he do commandment two?
1: Commandment two, I guess, in a sense, by... Dishonoring the, Dishonoring name, of the, the name of the Lord, as mm-hmm. with his reputation as king and yeah, commandment three, mm-hmm. uh, not despising the hearing of God's word, mm. breaking the Sabbath.
2: I, Interesting. I, yeah. He's probably in the clear, only tangentially uh, loitering was the word loitering. Okay, well, I told
1: you it would come to me. Interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: uh, anyway, yeah, tangentially, the third commandment is broken. Mm-hmm. Fourth commandment sure. certainly broken here. Yep.
0: Yep. Um, well, but the third commandment would be broken because he knew the law. Yeah. He know, he knew the Heresy. Ten, he knew the Ten yeah. Commandments. It so, was like I said, tangentially, it was probably yeah. broken. Go down the whole.
1: Obviously, Uriah the right, Hittite. Murder. Murder is kind of directed. Obviously, the, we're, we're talking about the Sixth Commandment. Seventh Commandment. Mm-hmm. Uh, say, Steal, he stole stealing. his wife. We're yeah. going to get into that in chapter 12 and here. All yeah.
0: the. Coveting is totally covered. Yeah, yes. coveting bearing, is
1: idolatry. Bearing false witness, of yeah,
0: course. He lied them. about
2: it, tried to cover it up. Yep. Yeah, it's all the whole gamut. And this is really when you start to realize this, and, and we haven't even gotten to the Bible so yet. We're seven minutes into the episode. <laughs> uh, but uh, what James is saying is that he who breaks one commandment is breaking of them all. It's, yeah. It's, 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 yep. it's, it's not just looking at it that way, but these commandments are designed to be this interwoven web mm-hmm. uh, uh, of... That's good. ...of God's will, you know. And so when one part of the system breaks down through our sin and our rebellion, the whole system is going to
1: collapse. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, we should probably read this before we... All right. Uh, get going I'll leave too it to you. Longer. All right. Uh, so chapter 12, 1 through 15 says this, And the Lord sent Nathan to David... and here's where I wish that we had the, the way he said it, or the... Mm-hmm. With the tone? Yeah, or the tone, yeah. yeah. Um, anyhow, I'll just kind of imagine how uh, he says, Nathan said to David, you are the man. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you out of the hand of Saul. And I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your arms, and gave you the house of Israel and of Judah. And if this were too little, I would add to you as much more. Why have you despised the word of the Lord to do what is evil in his sight? You have struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword and have taken his wife to be your wife and have killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. Now therefore the sword shall never depart from your house because you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against you out of your own house. And I will take your wives before your eyes and give them to your neighbor. And she shall lie with your wives in the sight of the sun. For you did it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the sun. David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, The Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not die. Nevertheless, because by this deed you have utterly scorned the Lord, the child who is born to you shall die. Then Nathan went to his house. Uh, here ends the reading of God's word. Amen. Amen. This is remarkable.
2: Uh, from a pastoral perspective, mm-hmm. chapter 12, uh, this first section of chapter 12, is one of the most important chapters uh, in all the Bible for us. Mm-hmm. The importance of delivering the message of God uh, for both conviction of sin and for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nathan brought David to church, to, mm-hmm. to use a—he he preached. Mm-hmm. And it's it's terrifying, and it's beautiful all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and it it, it bears uh, spending much more time on than mm-hmm. half a podcast
1: episode, but it is—this is delightful for in me in to a, think about. Like in a literature sense, even. Literature. Uh, yeah,
2: right. <laughs> exegesis. Yep. uh Systematic theology, everything Mm -hmm. uh, with what's going on in pointing us to Christ is being tied up in in these verses.
0: Just that one statement, he has put your sin away. Mm -hmm. Mm Nope. Mm -hmm.
2: There's so much going on here. You have that one statement. You also have the acknowledgement that there are actual consequences to suffer from sin even in the midst of forgiveness. forgiveness.
0: I've I've told my kids this, I can't even tell you how many times, the momentum of your choices will not stop just because you ask for forgiveness. But even that,
2: I mean, the the good news of repentance is, you know, Luther, and it's all over the book of Concord, is that we're never, ever able to distinguish in repentance our fear of being punished from our, you know, sorrow for that. This is, you're terrified by the effects of the law. Mm -hmm. Repent! There's going to be forgiveness. But, you know, in this, there's all of that. One of the first things I clear up when I teach David and Bathsheba, and I've done it more than a handful of times now, is I absolve Bathsheba. Uh, the first thing I do, and uh, maybe this is the patriarchy, uh, maybe this is my, my lone strand of feminism uh, in my being here. But I have heard way, way too much uh, that well, David and Bathsheba was a, on the roof or, was a mutual yeah, thing. Sure, uh, we aren't given any of Bathsheba's motivations in here at all, and so all we can do is look at the principles. David is the king uh, of the land. Uh, and no matter what, she's putting her life into her own hands here.
0: And he totally misused his authority and the anointing that God put on him as king, especially in light of Deuteronomy 17, 17, where it says right there, the king shall not acquire many wives Mm -hmm. uh, or much gold or silver. And obviously Solomon took that to a whole other level too. But that whole idea that this was okay with God to the many wife thing, what we know it's not because God's word said very clearly that this is not Uh, Something that God, you know, ordained or or even thought was okay, Mm -hmm. especially in light of creation, male and female, the first wedding in the Garden of Eden, it's always been male and female, a Mm -hmm. faithful God longs for faithful children. Yeah, right. And so in doing this, we're not going to be Adams here. Mm -hmm. We're
2: not going to blame our wife. We're not going to blame the woman, you know, and and that sort of thing. And, you know, we'll let a Bathsheba character study go on later because she's a sinner Mm -hmm. uh, and she has her moments later on in the David account. But but, but the focus is on David. The the focus is absolutely on David. The focus here uh, principally is on the individual Christian Mm -hmm. in committing sin
1: before his God. And I think when we talk about prohibiting... We don't come in guns blazing like what's that character from Looney Tunes with? Oh, <laughs> you know, Yosemite I, Sam. Yeah, right. We don't come in with God's law uh, saying, "You sinner, you look at you, what you've done, you've broken all the Ten Commandments." But Nathan. Tells a story. I, well, and I love, before we get to the story, which is genius, I love
2: the way you read that. My Mm -hmm. inclination is to hear Nathan's tone of voice in chapter 12 yelling at David, you You are are (laughs) the man. Uh, Right. But but Nathan knows the place that David has in God's heart. You know, God has said through his prophets, David is a man after my own heart. I think it's
1: entirely plausible Mm -hmm. to read that with the sadness that you read, that you are the man. Yeah.
2: The, and, the, the disappointment.
1: Yeah. And it, sh- it goes to show that when we preach the law, we don't have to yell or scream. The law does its work without our tone of voice or without um, the emphasis that we can put on it. It's the Holy Spirit that mm-hmm. sinks the law into convict. Yeah, the law can be gentle mm-hmm. and disappointed. Sure, and, not saying and that it can't cut. be loud and no, no, yeah.
2: and cut the same way mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, uh, a violent street preacher, mm-hmm. soapbox preacher, will do. And I loved that; that mm-hmm. was amazing for me to hear and to kind of put mm. it into
1: context. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, so he he shares that story. Yeah, <sighs> and have you guys ever confronted somebody like Nathan? in this same way. I, I'm trying to think if I've ever done that. It, it takes a lot of creativity, doesn't it, to think? If, the only way I could ever even think I've approached
2: that is in trying to teach discipline to my smaller children. Sure. And instead of just telling them what they did was wrong, was, let's talk about this and, and, and try to uh, mm-hmm. you know, make something analogous to what happened. And yeah. that's as close as I come. I'm never, ever going to be able to do something as artfully right. uh, done as this has been.
0: Um. Very shortly after God revived the faith of my baptism, mm-hmm. uh, at the age of 24, um, fast forward to the age of 26, I was in a situation where I went to a feather, fellow brother in Christ, because I knew he was sleeping with his secretary, mm. and um, no one else knew, and um, the pastors didn't know, and I had brought it up, and they pretty much denied, like, well, there's no way he could do that. He's a faithful husband, and and I knew Hmm. And I I did. I confronted him. I'm like, if there's anything I can do to help you with this, Hmm. to to make the right decision, if there's anything that I'm like, I'm not saying that I'm perfect, but man, if if there's any way, I said, but you got to come clean with this. The next day, he left with his secretary and left his family. Mm.
2: Mm. Wow. Have mercy. That's the, the opposite response to what happened here. And again, the thing we would highlight as what, you know... We can talk about the Lord forbidding lust and adultery. Mm-hmm. That That's out there for us, and to the extent that we discuss it, great. But the the highlight here is that the law is designed to bring about repentance. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're the victim here as... Uh, Bathsheba was, or especially as Uriah was and being put to death, or or you're the perpetrator, Nathan comes to David in such a way that the word of God is designed to bring about repentance. It, it's not, this is not Yosemite Sam, this is not the cosmic lightning bolt from heaven to smite a sinner.
0: This is a loving Heavenly Father disciplining his children mm-hmm. because God disciplines those whom he loves. Mm-hmm.
2: If I'm going to be contemporary, this isn't the Westboro Baptist sure. message at yeah, all. Good. Uh, this is uh, God, like you said, a loving Father, a, one who wants to restore uh, his child, and he restores again through that word of forgiveness, that, that beautiful thing. David repents, all he says is I have sinned against the Lord, Mm -hmm. and all Nathan says is the Lord has put away your sin. And (laughs) as a
0: result, uh, one redeeming aspect of that is we were given Psalm 51, uh, which I use a lot Mm -hmm. uh, in communion services, created me a clean heart, O God. It's it's a part of the
2: historic communion liturgy. Uh, that We sing it here at Faith Mm -hmm. uh, during our communion services, and it's uh, a great great reminder of what forgiveness is and the great confession if you go earlier in the in the psalm of uh, original sin that you have the in sin my mother conceived exactly mm-hmm. uh, the the sin problem we have uh that transcends our actual sin and that's what the law is getting at and,
0: and you had talked about you know exegesis and doctrine and all of that in that psalm holy cow. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, It's got law, gospel, it's mm-hmm. got uh, forgiveness, it's got original sin, and it's, yeah. just, it's a, a beautiful, beautiful psalm that came out of a man's broken heart, mm-hmm. but it also, the consequences that he experienced because of his choices, because he abused his power, because he abused the place that God had put him in, and he did feel the consequences of that sin, and it, it broke his heart again as his own son came against him.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, from this story flows. Uh, well, I mean, the chapter immediately after this, you've got Amnon and Tamar, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then There's you've got Absalom after that, and you know, this the, the, the list of enemies that rise up against David after this it's seemingly endless, and he, you know, lives out his days in trouble uh, and in distress. It seems like. Uh, you know, after this, you you, is it Shimei is the one who's lobbing uh, excuses at him as he's exiled when Absalom takes over? Mm -hmm. Uh, All uh, of these things are consequences of, you know, temporal, physical consequences of this sin that David and Bathsheba, uh, that David committed, uh, but overarching all of this is the message of forgiveness. And Mm -hmm. so it allows us to explore that tension and talk about it. I just
0: think of that verse in Ephesians where Paul said, you know, fathers, don't provoke your children. Mm -hmm. You know, how we teach our children even through our bad choices.
2: Yeah, one, Mm -hmm. uh, something I heard from a counselor on a radio program I was listening to one time really stuck with me as a husband and a father. Uh, He said, uh, husbands, your wives may forgive you for adultery. But your children won't, hmm. and in the breaking of a family, uh, and, and the severity mm-hmm. of this sin, this is this is solemn mm-hmm. business that that Nathan addresses. But right. he still is able to address it with the gospel,
1: right? And and I think through the story, he's able to, you know, as God is giving him this story, no doubt, it, God is able to show David how he has not prohibited the breaking of this commandment, and to see sin for what it is, and in seeing that sin for what it is, to immediately apply the gospel as there's repentance, as as God works at repentance. And, And in doing this, one of the things I've been addressing, especially lately in my
2: preaching and teaching, is that the gospel isn't, aw shucks, your sin doesn't matter. You know, it's it's not an excuse to say, oh, never mind, it's okay. You know, the the classic Norwegian passive aggressive <laughs> absolution is, you know, someone comes to you, I'm sorry, and you say, doesn't matter, forget about it. That's no, not the gospel. No big deal. Yeah. Uh, your sin has been put away. Uh, the 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 reality of that is that your sin in Jesus Christ has been dealt with. God's not sweeping it under the rug. He's not pretending it doesn't exist. It's not going to crop up later. Is that in Jesus, in God's economy? Mm-hmm. of sin and grace, your sin has been forgiven. It's been eliminated from the picture. Now again, we have the reality of the temporal consequences of that sin, but as far as eternity was concerned for David, that sin was no more. And that's the message of, of forgiveness. That's, that's the promise in repentance, that, that contrition and faith, that we come to an almighty God The God of the universe who knows our sin uh, and God asks us to admit before him that we're sinners, that's a terrifying thing, but we do it because God is going to stoop down to our level and say, I forgive you.
0: Mm -hmm. Amen. A good place to possibly read Psalm 32, a Psalm of David. Uh, Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity and whose spirit there is no deceit. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up like a potsherd, and like the heat of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover it up. I did not cover up my iniquity. I said, "I will confess my transgressions to the Lord." And you forgave me the iniquity of my sin.
1: Mm-hmm. Amen. I think that should be our closing thought to this podcast. Thanks for reading that, Brian, and thanks for listening.
0: Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Join us next week as Pastor Brett, Pastor Jason, and myself continue our discussion on the Sixth Commandment. God bless you, and have a great week.